0: Welcome to Paradigm Shift, the podcast about the intersection of business and law. By changing yourself, you can change your business. Now, here's your host, Christina Martini.
1: Welcome to Paradigm Shift. My name is Christina Martini, and I am your host as we explore the intersection of business and law. In today's episode, we are going to continue our exploration of talent management in the law. In the last episode, we began our discussion with Grover Cleveland, who is a Seattle lawyer, speaker, and the author of the best selling career advice book for new lawyers Swimming Lessons for Baby Sharks The Essential Guide to Thriving as a New Lawyer, published by West. Grover is passionate about helping new lawyers thrive. He is a regular speaker on career success for law students and new lawyers including presentations and seminars at law firms of all sizes, and his presentations cover the practical skills new graduates need to become better lawyers faster and to provide more value to clients. A recognized expert on new lawyer success, Grover is also a frequent contributor to national legal publications. By the way, he is not related to the 22nd and 24th President of the United States. Grover, it's great to have you back on the show. Thanks again so much for joining us.
0: Thank you, Tina, it's great to be doing this.
1: So last week, you and I took a high-level look at some of the issues and challenges in the recruitment and retention space facing both new lawyer recruits, as well as law firms and other employers, as well as things that everyone involved does well and what they can do better. For the next few minutes, I'd like to take a look at summer programs. For our listeners out there, whether you're a lawyer or not, This will be an interesting discussion because there is a lot of overlap in these types of programs across industries, and many of these tips and considerations are going to apply well beyond a summer program or internship and are just as relevant once a recruit starts as a full-time lawyer at their firm. So, Grover, let's kick things off by talking about just summer associate programs and summer internships for lawyers. One of the many things you do is that you work with firms and other organizations in developing summer programs. What are some of the hallmarks of a good program?
0: Well, one of the key hallmarks is to have a warm welcome, something special early on. And and that's true with any onboarding, but it's important for firms to remember that they're making a first impression too, and they want it to be as positive as possible. And it's a new environment for the people coming in. They may be anxious, they may be unfamiliar. So that's another reason that it's particularly important to have a warm, some kind of special recognition event when they come in. Another important aspect Is meaningful opportunities for shadowing. So, summer associates can get an idea of what it's actually like in a day of the lawyer at the firm. And those can take time to identify, but they're very useful for the summer associates themselves. And finally, setting the expectations that the firm has for summer associates is important because you don't want to disconnect if they come back full time and figure out that things aren't the way they thought they would be. And that can be somewhat of a tension because the firm is not only trying to recruit the new lawyers, but trying to evaluate them. But it is important to make sure that summer associates understand what it's going to be like uh, when they come back full-time.
1: You know, that's a really great point, Grover. I mean, you and I grew up in a generation when law school and law firm recruiting was really about how much could the law students during the course of a summer party and where law firms were really ranked not so much by how much real life experience law students would get during the course of the summer, but how much partying they would do. Do you think there has been a significant shift over the years in terms of law students being, I guess, more interested in getting the real world experience and maybe not parting as much?
0: I do. There's been a a shift from firms and students, but the point you make about students is important because students realize as we talked about in the previous episode, that the runway is shorter, that they have a lot more to learn sooner than their predecessors did. So there is an understanding that they need to make the most of their summer. And that involves you know meeting people and doing actual work and understanding how law firms operate.
1: So what do you think are some of the challenges that firms face? I mean, one of them obviously is striking that delicate balance between showing the summer associates a good time and not being boring, but also making sure that the students get real-world experience in a way that helps to differentiate this particular firm from other firms that they are in competition with. What are some of the other challenges that firms face in developing their summer programs?
0: Well, one of the huge challenges is that summer programs are short and they're they're actually generally shorter than they used to be. And in some cities that allow split summers, that is where they allow students to work at another firm and then come to their firm, the programs may only be 6 weeks long. So that's not a lot of time to introduce people to the firm have social events where they can meet people and have them do substantive work. So the question then becomes, you know, how do you strike the balance of, you know, do you have a program where the summer associates meet the marketing department or do you have that come later on? So finding the right balance of programming is, is particularly challenging given all that has to happen in the summer. Uh, Obviously, logistics are an issue. Uh, You may have 100 new people coming into the firm for a very short period of time. And so recruiters at this time of year are extremely important, but they do a masterful job. Uh, And as you mentioned, in the past, there was a greater emphasis on social aspects, but now firms have to come up with the shadowing opportunities and the substantive work and You know, that adds an additional burden on the firms.
1: Those are really great points. And, you know, I think another thing, and this is just speaking from experience, that is a challenge is wanting to make sure that you incorporate some of the tried and true aspects of what has proven successful in a summer program year on year, but also trying to keep it fresh as well. So, just switching gears a little bit, we've talked about how summer programs are somewhat of an extended interview beyond the on-campus interview and a callback. Do you think that summer associates see the experience that way?
0: Most of them do. I I do find that there's some what I call excessive exuberance about perks, and uh, firms often ask me to uh, come in and gently remind Summer associates that the firm is a business and there are expense issues and budget issues and time tracking issues. People can, you know, particularly toward the middle of the summer, let down their uh, guard or their filter a bit. But I think a bigger issue is that many people coming into law firms don't understand how law firms work, what the expectations are. And the summer is so short that people may not have a chance to make a second impression and they sometimes forget that.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. What's really interesting is that I think that people walk in generally mindful of what they are supposed to be doing as a summer associate, but in my experience it seems like there's always at least one person during the course of any given summer program that for whatever reason gets a bit lost along the way and the challenge for the folks that are running the program is to just be very mindful and, and you know not just wait for the opportunities to formally review people during the course of the summer but to also make sure that it's a daily sort of check-in even if it's very informal checking in through others who are doing work with those summer associates just to make sure that they stay on track because as you've said even if the program is a ten or a twelve week program, that is still a very short period of time. So, do you have any examples at this juncture that you or any anecdotes based on your consulting and speaking with other folks that you would like to share with the audience about summer associate and performance during the summer?
0: Well, one thing I really recommend that Summer associates do is to keep their antenna up and look at people around them and see how people are acting and interacting and try to emulate those behaviors, assuming those behaviors are reasonable, because there can be an expectations issue. There was a, a situation I heard about just the other day where a firm said, with respect to a partner dinner, oh, the attire is very casual and the summer associate showed up and the people at the firm thought it was far too casual so you know even with the same words there can be a disconnect another area where there is a the disconnect that's really important for law firms to make sure their summer associates understand is all of the business aspects Of practicing law. For most people coming in as summer associates, tracking time is something they've never done. And it's critical to law firm successes. And even if much of the time that summer associates record doesn't ultimately end up being charged to clients, summer associates have to get into the habit of tracking their time, tracking it every day, and releasing it because that's critical to the law firm's success going forward. And I mentioned the exuberance about perks. I always encourage summer associates to let the firm take the lead on perks. There was a situation a couple of years ago where a summer associate went up to the recruiting director at a firm and said, oh, I heard about this fantastic event that this other law firm is doing for its summer associates? Don't you want to do this for us? And I could see the recruiting director thinking, well, why are you so interested (laughs) in what this other firm is doing? And don't you realize that we have budgets and they're already allocated? So those are a couple of the issues.
1: Very interesting anecdotes. And I'm sure we could spend hours Talking about more. So, what do you think is the, if you were to sort of, I guess, take 30 seconds and give a summer associate advice about the single most important thing you recommend they keep in mind to succeed during the summer and as they begin their careers at a firm, what would that single most important thing be?
0: I would say go all in and treat this as your forever job. Do as much as you can to show that you're eager and be helpful. Go the extra mile. Try to learn about the clients. Giving it your all every day during the summer uh, will set you apart and take you a long way.
1: So let's take a look at a couple of the important aspects of a summer program. And frankly, these sorts of anecdotes that we're about to jump into and comments, I think really apply not just to a summer program, but as someone starts their career. And these are, I would say, two of the main buckets of things that new lawyers confront during the summer program as well as when they start. Number one, assignments, getting assignments, figuring out what the meets and bounds are of those assignments, and making sure that the tone of the written work product and the substance are proper. How should summer associates and, frankly, new attorneys approach getting assignments from assigning attorneys?
0: Well, I I think you hit the nail on the head. There's so many aspects to understanding the nuances of assignments, and I am regularly surprised how many times I hear that senior lawyers have gotten assignments that weren't what they were expecting. One of my former partners was making a comment about that just the other day. And I said, Well, you have to remember that five people can say the same thing and mean different things. So it's important for summer associates and new lawyers and anyone getting an assignment in any context to make sure they understand the work styles of the person that's giving the assignment and dig down and ask enough specific questions to make sure that what they get back uh, is is what was intended. And obviously, uh, particularly with law firms where you're billing by the hour, if there is any point at which you think you may not understand the assignment or you may be spinning your wheels, you have to check in.
1: So do you, you know, it's interesting because I remember when I was a summer associate and I'm sure you do too, that that was one of the scariest prospects was getting an assignment, first of all. Second of all, sitting down with the partner, especially if it's somebody you don't know or the senior associate and getting the assignment. And then what was most horrifying of all was the thought that you would actually have to go back and ask follow-up questions and being worried that the assigning attorney would think that you were um, careless or not smart enough to do the assignment. Do you have any tips for associates about particularly the follow up aspect with the assigning attorney just to put their minds at ease?
0: Well, I had this discussion a couple years ago with a summer associate who had not grown up in this country. And he was absolutely convinced that if he asked questions, he would be judged and judged negatively. And we had to discuss and talk about how the expectation was that for summer associates, you're there to learn. And it's much better to ask questions about things you don't understand than try to spin your wheels with the clock on to try to figure things out because that time's going to most likely have to be written off. but. There are some questions that you shouldn't ask. Those are things like things you can look up yourself. And another aspect is making sure you've organized your questions and you're asking the right person. One thing you can do when you're asking the question is to show that you're respecting the senior lawyer's time because you've found out already everything you could and now in an organized way you're taking the initiative to get more information so you can complete the project the way the person wants it really is a way to show initiative but it can be scary
1: i think that your advice is is terrific because i think one of the most frustrating things as you know wearing my hat as an assigning attorney is exactly what you just mentioned is I am very happy to sit down and flesh out projects in further detail after the initial sit-down, but to have a conversation about basic things regarding the client, for example, that are easily, you know, like the information is easily obtainable on the internet or otherwise, that is really frustrating. And I think that that's one of the most frustrating things. If I were to put that in a general bucket, I would call it laziness or just you know, not really fully understanding you know, what your role is and how hands-on you need to be. Even when you have questions, show enough initiative to get at least some of those questions answered if you are able to do it on your own.
0: A- absolutely. And I also caution new associates against doing anything that would appear to be delegating up. For example, telling you to look up something that's similar to what you just said, but they may not be, uh, they, they also need to think about who the right person is. It, it may not be someone as high level as you. It may be uh, one of their, well, another associate on the team. So I, I do encourage summer associates and, and junior associates in particular to ask the questions of the right person to recognize that you know, people have different roles, and it's and and partner time is very expensive. It's it's appropriate for them to come to talk to partners uh, for certain things, but not everything.
1: So, what should a summer associate or a new associate do if, for example, they take on the project, they have the conversations, they prepare written work product, or do whatever it is they're being asked to do, and they make a mistake? What should those summer associates or young lawyers do if and when that time comes? And I say when, because everybody makes mistakes. And I think it would be great to get your thoughts as to what should they do when that happens?
0: Well, one thing they shouldn't do is panic because as a summer associate, they're not going to be given the kind of work that would cause a huge problem if they don't get it right. Everyone understands that the point of being a summer associate is to learn as much as you can. So the first thing is to breathe and then focus on trying to fix the solution. And I encourage summer associates to have these conversations in person fess up immediately and say, oh, I realized I did this, and then immediately shift to fixing the problem and moving forward. Because if you show responsibility, you, can, you do shift the focus from the fact of the mistake to how you handle the mistake, and that can actually build trust.
1: I completely agree with that. I think one other thing not to do is to not tell the person for whom you did the work that you made a mistake because trying to hide it or pretend it didn't happen is probably the worst thing you can do.
0: Exactly. As soon as you discover an issue, you need to raise it. And in my book, I talk about how the, long, the longer the period of time between uh, the mistake and the time it's fixed, the worse it gets. So it needs to happen immediately. And again, I I really do think you should try to have those conversations in person because it shows that you are really invested in fixing the situation.
1: I think that's great advice. So our time together is going by very quickly and we're getting ready to ramp down here. And I'd like to just shift gears slightly here and talk about social events, social activities, and other elements of either a summer associate or a new attorney's experience at a firm. So it's the non-written work product, and non-assignment context, which is just social activities and the day-to-day interactions that you have with your coworkers. What advice would you give to summer associates and new attorneys both about the social activities themselves during the summer program and generally how to conduct yourself, whether it's during the summer program or as a new attorney.
0: Well, it's important to remember that social events are part of the work experience. One of the reasons that firms spend so much money on summer associate programs is to help the summer associates meet lawyers and help lawyers meet the summer associates to make sure that ultimately there's a good fit. So the goal is not to have a crazy time. The goal is to meet and have meaningful interactions with uh, senior lawyers. So I encourage people not to drink excessively. That happens less than it used to, but it's always a good reminder. I sent out a tweet once that said, Something along the lines of, don't drink too much at firm social events. And David Latt, who's the editor of Above the Law, retweeted it. And he added, or do get wasted and tell us. So one thing you need to be sure is one and done, or you know, have a couple glasses of wine, but make sure you're meeting people. And that's the main focus of your time at the social event. And if you don't like social events, you can come up with other ways. You can knock on doors, have coffee, there are any number of ways to meet people. But it is important to meet people because people want to get to know you and understand how you operate. And if you do make a mistake, it's important that you've had lots of interactions with other people who can say, oh, you know, I know this person. It helps you build a bank of goodwill.
1: You know, I, great advice. And I would just add real quick that, you know, the summer program and, you know, the different orientation activities that new associates attend and then just their life beyond. It's important to remember that the summer social activities are to give people the opportunity to meet each other in a more informal fashion, but that at the end of the day, yes, it's about developing personal relationships as well as professional relationships. But people need to understand that you can't let your guard down completely ever, and you can't treat the people you work with the same way you treat your buddies from high school and college and so forth. At the end of the day, it's a workplace And even though you may develop some amazing, very close personal relationships with your coworkers, you've always got to keep in mind that there is a line between the personal and the professional. And in my experience, what I've seen over the years is that sometimes people really forget that. And whether it's using profanity or whether it's TMI, too much information being shared or drinking too much or showing other, you know, quasi inappropriate behavior, you know along all lines of the spectrum i think it's just really important to keep in mind that at the end of the day it is still the workplace environment and i wasn't sure if you wanted to comment on that real quick
0: i do absolutely and it can be a challenge because some associates may see more senior associates or others acting inappropriately and that's not behavior to emulate and it's not not okay they don't know, you know, whether you know the associate is going to get in trouble or whatever, but it it's not a free pass just if you see other people doing things that you really know you shouldn't do.
1: Great great advice. So as we wind things up, I would like to ask you real quick, if you could give law firms and other employers one piece of advice, What would it be? And then, what advice would you give to law students and young lawyers?
0: The advice I would give to young lawyers is give your law firms a chance. I alluded to this earlier, but leaving after even one or two years, I think, is a mistake. Law firms are incredible training opportunities for new lawyers, they've got the smartest. Most often have the smartest lawyers, the most complex work. And I hear stories about how people leave and go in house and they're disappointed. It's not, the grass isn't as green as they thought it would be. So if things aren't working out at a law firm or there are challenges, I just encourage young lawyers to try to fix the situation. Some of the best advice I got was once I was complaining about something and a senior lawyer said, you know, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is your career. You really have to fix it. If something's wrong, it's up to you. So that's my advice for junior lawyers. And so the advice for law firms, I would encourage law firms to focus as much on their junior lawyers as they do with their clients. And I think that would go a long way to address the retention issues.
1: I completely agree. So before you share your contact information with folks, can we take maybe just a minute or so, just high level, what your book Swimming Lessons for Baby Sharks is all about?
0: Swipping Lessons for Baby Sharks covers basically the business aspects of practicing law. Time management, practical skills for building relationships, supervising all of the things that are difficult for law schools to teach, but that are really essential for a successful practice. And there are also things that senior lawyers themselves may feel like they can't teach, such as judgment and supervision and things like that.
1: That sounds terrific. So Grover, it has been such a privilege to have you join me for this hour. And I'm looking forward to continuing our conversation again in the near future. Can you let our listeners know where they can find you, your web address, as well as your email address?
0: Yes, my website is lessonsforsharks.com, and it has all of my career columns and other resources. And my email address is grover at lessonsforsharks.com. And I welcome hearing from any of you. I, I love working with new lawyers and issues of new lawyer success.
1: Thanks again so much, Grover. And I'm looking forward to checking in with you again soon. Thanks, Tina. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Paradigm Shift. I hope that you've enjoyed our discussion on talent management. We hope that you will join us again in our next episode. I'm your host, Christina Martini. Please look for our weekly episodes every Tuesday.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please visit us at www.paradigmshiftshow.com. We would love to hear from you. Please look for new episodes of Paradigm Shift every Tuesday.